you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. We are in that, uh, you know, that period of of the postseason where if your team's not in the playoffs, you are uh, you are shocked at how quickly the Senior Bowl is coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's that's I think where I'm at. Right, where where uh, I've, I'm we're out of the playoffs, uh, and I am uh, frankly aghast at how quickly the, the Senior Bowl comes. And, it, and it's the same every year, but it still feels yeah. like it happens. It comes on you really quickly. Well, and the thing that this year, I'm really trying to take in the Senior Bowl because yeah, right? we're going to have no combine in February. Uh, we'll see about pro days if we even get pro days. So just really, really trying to, to get into some of these guys so I can be as prepared as possible. Uh, so we're going to, to break down some of these guys at the Senior Bowl. Landon, we haven't seen every single player that's there, uh, but we have picked out quite a few names of some guys that we are interested in seeing. Um, do you want me to go first? I mean, we can pick a position and we can kind of go through a list of some guys. Or uh, well, how do you want to do? Yeah, this? you kick off and and, I, and I'll fill in the gaps of the guys that you didn't mention. Okay, uh, let's start with edge rushers because. Okay. I don't think there's an edge rusher at number 10 that I feel great about drafting. And again, it's it's early. Maybe somebody will convince themselves into Gregory Russo or Quiddy Pay. But in the second, third, fourth round, I think there's some really intriguing options. And again, the Cowboys don't have a huge need at defensive end. But could they add, you know, a quality, you know, depth player? Sure, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I want to start with Carlos Basham. Uh, Boogie Basham mm-hmm. is his nickname. Maybe the highest rated uh, defensive lineman at the Senior Bowl uh, from Wake Forest. Incredibly, incredibly productive. Uh, but, but Landon, these are the defensive ends that typically give me a lot of problems because I don't know what to do with them. He's a 285 jumbo defensive end. Doesn't win with quickness. Uh, kind of this power defensive end. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing him in the one-on-one drills because I need to find out how does he win and will it translate to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, th- these are the guys I struggle with too. Um, and, and you know, the thing about Boogie is that, like, it's weird because I, I thought that he would be a better run player than I than I saw. And, and to me, I think the appeal is that he is a guy who just beats the hell out of offensive tackles and pass rush right Mm -hmm. and just I I think he has clearly the ability to kind of develop into a a a solid two-way defensive end I think there's no doubt about that Um, but what I don't know is you know ultimately what's his upside as a pass rusher like what is this a guy Mm -hmm. who is a, a, a six to six to eight sack a year guy or is this a guy that can do more than that and I guess, you know, the other thing is that usually when I get guys like this, I get at least a, a kind of minimum 
uh, a floor for for good run defense. I, I don't know that he has at least in little yeah. what little I've seen. I don't know that I he agree. has that floor of being a great run defense. I mean, I think he's a good run defender. I don't think he's a, he's a, a liability there. But I think at this point with these kind of players, usually what you bank on is, okay, I got this guy. I can put him in on early downs and then I can develop him as a pass rusher over time. And and that's the part, that last part is the part that I think I struggle with the most is, is this one of those guys who can develop as a pass rusher? I agree. But, but I mean, the thing that scares me a little bit about Boogie is that he doesn't have that kind of floor of a run defender as a run defender. He's a good run defender, but but when you're drafting a guy as high as you, you might be drafting Basham, uh, I, I feel like you you don't want to be it's, you don't want to be going for an upside play on both the run and the defense uh, run and pass side of his game, right? But I think he's somebody with a big senior bowl. We could talk himself in, or you know, be a top forty pick. And I think this is why it's important that he's there because we're yeah. going to see him against some really good offensive tackles. So I, I, I think this is somebody who has been fairly proven in the a- ACC, Landon, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, a hundred and twelve yeah. pressures. Like this guy got after the quarterback. Absolutely. So I just want to see if he can do it against some better competition at the senior bowl. I have, I have no doubts that he is an NFL player. I have zero doubts about that. What I have doubts, what I don't know is exactly what caliber of player he is, he, he could develop into and where his draft stock should be. That's sure. that's where my questions are. All right, that's good. Uh, again, probably the top-rated defensive end. Probably not a first-round pick, but probably somebody that goes in the top 50. If he has a great uh, senior next- bowl, I, I, I would not be surprised if he snuck into the top 32. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's true. LJ Collier did get drafted yeah, by the Seahawks. Exactly. He's a better player. Uh, this is a guy, Landon, that you actually brought up to me. How about Teron Jackson from Coastal Carolina? So, <laughs> you know, look, we were going through these names, and, and look, I, I mean, obviously with the way the year has been, I, I, I'm familiar with a lot of these names. I'm familiar certainly with the, with the names that are uh, going into this process that are well-known prospects. It's it's guys like this that I, you know, I'm, I'm reading off a list and, and looking them up and, and watching their games and, and, and that sort of thing. So I, I, I get Teron Jackson. I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at his body style and his and his play style a little bit. And, I, and I'm like, man, this guy looks like like little Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, not yeah, not, not not yeah. so much little. I mean, because he's not small that much smaller. They're they're actually basically the same body type. It's very mm-hmm. it's very odd to see how similar their body types are. And so I'm watching and I'm watching him play. He's got pretty decent uh, technique, I think, for a guy that's playing at Coastal Carolina. Um, and then I go and and just do a little bit of research on this guy. And guess where he's from? Did you see Marcus? No, I didn't. Aiken, South Carolina. He's from the oh, same small town that Demarcus Lawrence is from in in, in South Carolina. So that's fascinating. That, so I thought that was really fascinating, just because he he caught my eye as kind of a Demarcus Lawrence, you know, starter kit uh, mm-hmm. uh, when, when I first watched him. And really, the thing that that really caught my eye is: Do you remember that picture that they used? Uh, for the promo pick for uh, Demarcus Lawrence all the time, yeah, yeah, the the, yep, the, yep. the Bo- Boise State where he's kind of leaning and his arms are yeah, like, you know, I think he's wearing number eight yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, there was a moment when I paused the the tape and he was in like in that same pose, like, and I was just like, wow, this guy is giving me super strong Demarcus Lawrence advice. <laughs> and I'm not usually that guy necessarily, right? But yeah, but yeah. but I mean, same town, same body type, very similar games. Uh, I, I think Teron Jackson is a guy who. 
would benefit a lot from <laughs> I think from from sitting behind uh, Demarcus Lawrence and and learning the, those aspects of his game. I like what I saw. Is he a uh, 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 Demarcus Lawrence level prospect? No, he's not. Uh, this is a guy who's probably a uh, just I mean just based on his competition and what I saw on, against that competition, I would assume he's a middle round guy, right? Because yeah, a, it's not like a, a, a third fourth round pick. Yeah, in that yeah range. development guy, uh, you know, a, a guy that you bring in and he'll probably give you some snaps uh, uh, as a rookie, but you know you're, you're kind of playing a long term play there. But yeah, I just I thought it was very fascinating how much he reminded me of Demarcus Lawrence, and then you know look look at the the actual stats on the guy, uh, same size, same height, same weight, and That's same incredible. small hometown. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's that's a good name. Uh, a couple more, uh, Patrick Jones, uh, the edge rusher mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh. I don't know how athletic he, he is, but pretty productive. Um, Quincy Roche is a guy that transferred to Miami, uh, originally from Temple, was productive everywhere he went. Uh, so those are two guys, and then there's one more, Ham Clark Rashard, uh, Rashad, excuse me, from Oregon State. Uh, this is a guy that had 22 sacks, I believe it was in 2019, really dropped off this year, uh, but just one of these uber productive guys, and you're curious to see him translate. So any other guys on the edge that you're interested in seeing? Uh, no, I think you covered. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, I put him in as a – oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm confusing Patrick Jones. So you, you mentioned Patrick Jones. Uh, to mm-hmm. me – uh, he, it's funny because he looks like he watches a lot of Jadavion Clowney, uh, okay. you know, because I mean, it's just like his his style. But but at the same time, his play style is like he uh, uh, plays like Robert Quinn. Yeah, uh, I mean, the way he lines mm-hmm. up and the way he gets off the ball, he isn't nearly the athlete of either of those two guys. No, uh, no and that's the biggest problem. And that's the yep. for issue, right, is that I think he plays with some good technique. Uh, I think he plays, uh, uh, you know, with with uh, with good effort. I don't know that he has the, the, the kind of agility and explosion to create on his own, but I think he could find a career in the NFL – uh, similar to what he you saw him in, in Pittsburgh, I think, where he he he'll clean up. You know, he it, it, he may not be the guy that causes the the sack, mm-hmm. but but it, he'll he'll be there if something goes wrong and the and the quarterback's trying to escape. He'll he'll be there to clean that up. So he he finds his way into the backfield uh, at times, but he's uh, he's just not the athlete to dominate or create pressures. He's probably yes. a, a third or, or a, a, a low end defensive two. Yeah. Yeah, again, I, I, but if you're bringing him in to be your third or fourth defensive end, I think that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Sure. So, uh, again, really solid unit here. No guys that are probably top 20 picks, but, you know, I think rep after rep, you're going to be, you know, impressed with the, the depth here uh, at the Senior Bowl. Uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. I also wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lynn, let's talk about interior defensive linemen because there are a couple guys that I really like here. And the one that I'm going to be watching is Marvin Wilson, uh, the defensive tackle from Florida State. 2018, 2019, this was a guy that was like on the top 10 of a lot of people's boards. I remember Mel Kuyper uh, having him going into the 2020 season as an easy first-round pick. Had not a great year this season, but... Uh, but he's going to the Senior Bowl. He's really that one technique that can give you some pass rush. I'm a big fan of Marvin Wilson. Have you seen him yet? I have. And, and Marvin Wilson, to me, is the guy that is the missing uh, elite defensive tackle that everyone assumed was going to happen at the 2021. Yes. You know, like he yep. just didn't he didn't have the season that you would expect at 2020. Uh, 2020. Uh, and, and in fact, it was extremely disappointing. Uh, and I think you know after coming in to this year with a lot of production at a high uh, caliber school, a high profile school like Florida State. Uh, you expected there to be uh, uh, just a kind of dominant performance, uh, and there really wasn't. Um, but I think if you watch the tape, you, you see exactly what people were mm-hmm. getting excited about or were excited about at one point. Um, was And I'm trying to remember, was did somebody uh, say that Marvin Wilson gave you uh, – Oh shoot! Now I've forgotten the name. The the Auburn Tiger who ended up with the Detroit the Detroit Lions uh, that was on the the national championship game. Oh, I can't Nick, Fairley. Nick Fairley. Nick Fairley. Did they say they give you Nick Fairley vibes in a negative? Yeah, that's, that's I'll take it. I love that. I, I, yeah, I I I agree. I think I, I watched yeah. it, and, and and as someone who, despite not being able to remember Nick Fairley's name just that now, was an I'm an Auburn Tiger, and and so I I remember Fairley when he played with Auburn, and and. Uh, you know what it is? Is it's impressive to watch somebody move the way they do with a gut. <laughs> yeah, with that big of a gut. You know, he's like yeah, it's exactly like they're, what it is. They're, they're tall and athletic, and they move in a way that you don't expect somebody that's got a gut. You know, exactly. and, and so I, I worry about that with Marvin Wilson because you wonder about how much of that. And look. Nick Fairley had some issues, right? Like Fairley clearly mm-hmm. had some effort issues at different points. He had a heart issue. Had a heart yep. issue. Was he? Did he actually live up to the kind of dominant force that he was in college? Maybe not. Um, he was still but, a good player. But but he was a good player, and and I think uh, Marvin Wilson, if you take him, you know, in the third or fourth round, or you know, maybe mm-hmm. I think you could you could potentially hit on a huge on a huge win here if this is a guy yeah. who who kind of reverts back to the form of uh, of the the highly recruited kid and uh, who was a, a standout his freshman and uh, sophomore years uh, i think you could be you could be uh, on uh, finding a, a real diamond in the rough because yeah. he's a guy that you know maybe just had a bad year because of all the stuff that was happening with covid uh and 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 because of that fell to a point to, to that a team that is lucky enough to take him uh may be very excited with what, what they get I agree. I think he's maybe the guy that I'm most looking forward to watching. 
uh, at the Senior Bowl because he should dominate. I was going to say, like, like there's a chance that he gets in there, right, and just absolutely dominates. Like, because he has he that should. kind of talent, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's that's a guy that would not be surprising at all. Goes to the Senior Bowl, dominates, and we're talking about him as, you know, a guy that we're hoping falls to the Cowboys, you know, early in the second round because he's got that kind of potential. Um, any other interior defensive linemen intrigue you? Yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of generally spoken about uh, Levi Onwu Zuriki. The, the, Onwu Zuriki, yeah, yep, you got it. The, the Washington the, uh, kind of three-technique guy. I like him a lot. Um, he's a little bit undersized, but I think as a three-technique, it's a good fit. He's strong for his size. Uh, so I certainly like that because I think he can play – uh, you know, two ways eventually and be a, a kind of a starter type at, at under tackle. And that's really what you are eventually drafting for those, that kind of position. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a name that is going to uh, bring up some, uh, uh, some memories, uh, Marcus. What about Osa Odigizua? Yeah. yeah. So this one's interesting because this Oa is like 279 pounds and playing inside. So he's got to bulk up a little bit to play that three technique spot, but an interesting name. Yeah. I mean, he's an Odigizua. Do you think he's going to have any problems bulking up 10 pounds? Cause I, no, I don't No, no, no. I, Yeah. No, I think, you know, look is, uh, he's not, he's not the prospect that his brother was. His brother, no. uh, was it, or actually I, I shouldn't say his brother. I, I don't know if it, I, I'm assuming I think it's it his is. Brother. Yeah. I think it um, is. Yeah. His brother, you know, if he hadn't been dealing with injuries would have been a, a, a high first round pick, I think, and, yep. and probably would have mm-hmm. had a much better career obviously as well. But the, unfortunately dealt with just a, an incredibly long string of, of injuries that eventually just took him out of the league. But uh, the athleticism in that family is, is undeniable, undeniable. Yes. And, and, and yes. I think that uh, Osa is a guy that, um, you know, I think there are some questions because of what his, of his brother, Right. Uh, uh, or at least some of the people that felt about his brother, that there there may be uh, questions about how much how, how important football is to him. I've heard I've heard stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you have to check those things out. But if this guy could put on, you know, 10 or 15 pounds. Sure. And even sure. if he can't, Marcus, like maybe this is still a guy that you look at a little bit later in the, the draft as an inside outside guy. Right, a guy mm-hmm. who can give you snaps of both. Uh, I just think that there's a lot of athleticism there, um, and he's a guy that uh, uh, is still kind of growing <laughs> into his his body. So uh, I, I I look at Odigizua and I think, man, I, I wouldn't mind having a shot at a uh, a little bit more ball of clay and a little bit less injured version of of uh, Odigizua's, uh his older brother. I agree. Um, let's go ahead and move on to linebacker. Uh, Chaz Surratt from North Carolina was a guy that was actually mentioned uh, who accepted his invite today. Uh, I believe it was you. It was either you or John Owning. Uh, we were watching, I think it was against Miami earlier this season, and that was somebody who just popped this uh, six foot three, 225 pound linebacker that can just run sideline to sideline. Uh, can't beat a block at all, <laughs> and that's going to be a problem, but somebody who definitely has that uh, size and speed to play weak side linebacker. Uh, Baron Browning is an interesting guy from Ohio State. And then a guy, Landon, that I know uh, you've watched, Charles Snowden <laughs> from Virginia. Uh, he actually won't be participating in any of the drills, I don't believe. Uh, but a six foot seven, two hundred and forty pound off the ball linebacker is, in, is intriguing, nonetheless. Correct? Absolutely bizarre to watch. You know, <laughs> just, 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 just. I mean, he looks like a defensive end playing linebacker uh, pre-snap, and then at the snap, he moves it so comfortably. Uh, that you totally understand it, right? That you totally get why mm-hmm. he's a linebacker. Um, I'll never forget uh, 
when I, you know I I actually was at the the twenty I'm gonna remember the dates now because date time doesn't mean anything the the the, the twenty eighteen draft right where where uh where they where they take took Leighton Vanderesh uh I I happened to because I you know from Dallas I happened to get a chance to go into the draft and when they drafted Leighton uh he came down the 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 section where the press were and they they did a gaggle and I was there. And it shocked me because I've I've stood next to NFL players before. I've spent a lot of time at training camp. You know, I I, I, I wasn't, you know, off thrown off by like how big these guys are. I've seen NFL players. Yeah. Yeah. But late Vader is huge, (laughs) you know, and like and and, and huge. I was like, this guy's a linebacker like and and that's this guy is so much bigger than that, (laughs) like at least in height wise. But he did kind of give me Leighton Vander Esch vibes in the sense that he's not he's not the physical player necessarily. No, but 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 in the sense that he is really good at getting to the ball carrier and breaking down. And if he breaks down in front of you, it's over. His tackle radius mm-hmm. is so big that no matter how athletic or nimble or, or agile you are, he just envelops you. And, and I think that there's some value in that. And, and I, you know, I don't know how – I'll be interested to see how his testing numbers look. But I, I think that having a linebacker who can move like that with a wingspan like that, I mean, just think about him like covering buzzes on, on cover three. Like there's no window to throw there. You know, no, it's like no. so I, I think he's a fascinating player with a fascinating uh, size. Uh, but I think it's this week is going to be a really big test to see exactly, uh, you know, does that does that extra height and 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 you know kind of gangliness end up hurt you know being a net negative for him uh when he starts playing with a little bit more elite talent yeah i think again probably third fourth round pick just because he's pretty raw at the linebacker position he's a former receiver virginia really didn't know what to do with him because there was games where he'd be off the ball there'd be other games where he was you know rushing the passer and he had i I believe it was a game against old dominion where he had four sacks so he's just so incredibly long and athletic but he has no idea what he's doing right now so you you really don't want him uh, on the field right away Two other guys, probably day three guys, Tough Borland and uh, Patty Fisher, two Big Ten guys. Uh, both probably don't have the speed to play weak side linebacker in the NFL, middle linebacker types. But uh, I'm just curious to see how they how they handle uh, you know the coverage stuff against the tight ends and the running backs uh, at the Senior Bowl. Any other linebackers you want to mention? Yeah, Jabril Cox from LSU. Uh, interesting story. Uh, it, you know, transferred from Division Two or whatever they're calling that to the the non football mm-hmm. playoff system now FBS. Uh, he transferred from North Dakota State, if I remember correctly, uh, to LSU. Just the, the, everyone in the program raves about this kid. Just and, and just how he came in one, the first year, decided not to opt out, uh, and is just was a leader on their team. Uh, clearly a smart kid. I watched a couple different uh, LSU produced videos where he was breaking down uh, things that had gone uh, wrong on, on 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 certain plays or things that had gotten right. Uh, clearly was just un- understood every aspect of it. Uh, I, I a good enough athlete. I think uh, not not a elite. Not something to you know write home. Very much kind of in the Anthony Hitchens vein, 
you know, like just a solid linebacker who is not going to blow you away with measurables, uh, but -hmm. will probably be a very good linebacker for a long time. And then uh, the uh, guy who's kind of the opposite of that, right? Uh, Tony Fields uh, from West Virginia, just a blazing speed athlete, right? It's just a run and hit linebacker. uh, uh, You know, again, probably can't get off a block, probably will get destroyed by NFL guards and and tackles if if he has to engage with them early on. Uh, But if you're looking for somebody who can uh, be a heat-seeking missile to the football uh this is your guy yeah all good names uh i think jabril cox reminds me a little bit of jacob phillips who came out of the draft i believe it was last year Uh, another lsu linebacker went i think late third round to the browns uh okay athlete didn't have great production but uh found his way onto the field for the browns and was a pretty productive linebacker so i like that call by you there uh let's take one more quick break and we'll get into the defensive backs All right, Landon, uh, this is a group that I'm not all that excited about. It seems like there's just this is a year with not a lot of defensive back talents. The cornerbacks are just, eh, we've had better years. But there are a couple of guys to to keep an eye on. Uh, One is, and I'm actually going to let you talk about him, Richie Grant. Yeah. Because I think this is somebody you brought up to me the other day. Uh, A safety. What do you think about Richie Grant? I like Richie Grant, man. Um, I, I just think that he, you know, he, again, not a guy who's going to probably blow away anybody with uh, his measurables. I mean, I, I don't know what he's going to run. I bet he runs pretty decent because he looks like he's got some speed. Uh, but he's, you know, he's six foot. He's probably barely 200 pounds. Um, I, I would not be surprised if he was a four or five guy. Um, uh, I, I think, but he's, you watch the tape and the plays he's making are the kind of plays that he would have to make in the NFL, right? He's mm-hmm. he's 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 coming in from center field and he's cutting off in the turkey hole. He's uh, he's stepping in front of passes as, as he's baiting quarterbacks to throw the ball to receivers that he thinks are covered. What I really love is how physical a tackler he is. He comes down from that single safety high and and he and he's a solid uh, a tackler, a solid wrap up hitter. Mm-hmm. I, I just like him because he seemingly does a lot of things very well and he can get his hands on the football pretty consistently um he has some good production there uh and i i also think that there's something to this it felt like every time um he was making a play it was on a money down like it was a third down where he's forcing a fumble it's uh uh you know he there were several different plays one of which where i think he he caused a game uh game finishing a game ending fumble when he peanut punched a ball out of a tight end's hand uh it's just stuff like that you know he's just very well-rounded clearly aware and aware football player uh and has the at least the requisite athleticism from what i saw to operate in the middle of the field get to the outside uh and 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 make plays i don't know if this guy is a like i don't know what his draft stock is but I, I see a guy who I think can be a starting safety in the NFL. Um, okay. Maybe not, maybe not this year, but but I, but I, certainly I don't think very long down the road. Yeah, it seems like Richie Grant's been valued as like a late day two, early day three pick. But again, that's I, I I'm fine with that. Like a third rounder, yeah. I, I I get it. Uh, two other guys that I wanted to mention: Elijah Molden yes. from Washington. Oh, man. I just love Washington yeah. defensive backs. They're so well coached. Yeah. Uh, even a guy like uh, uh, Miles Bryant last year, a guy that was so tiny, didn't even get drafted, I don't believe, goes to New England and is able to play as a rookie because they're just so well coached. Molden's way better than that. Yeah. Uh, 
back-to-back years of being in the top three graded safeties by Pro Football Focus. I think you can play him in the slot. You can play him all over the place. Uh, only 5'10", 190. So he's small, uh, but he's a baller. And then Efedi Olufelomanwu. Uh, I completely whiffed that last name. Efetu Melifonwu. 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 I I loved his brother. Yeah. So I should I should I should be able to get this one down. But uh, this is a six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pound corner that looks like he was born to play in a cover three. Uh, has some problems breaking down yep. and changing directions a little bit, but just not many guys out there with that height, weight, and speed. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles the one on one drills this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Just a total freak of nature, just like his brother. Uh, and yeah, really just, uh, he seems a little bit more comfortable as a football player, but still has limitations because he is incredibly tall and high cut. Yep. So again, it's not a great defensive back class, but those are the three guys that we're watching all probably day two picks. So keep an eye on those guys. Uh, very, very heavy defensive presence in this senior bowl. The offensive guys outside of a couple quarterbacks, uh, not so much fun, but uh, maybe we'll talk about those guys on a later show or next week when we get into some of the drills. But there is our comprehensive Senior Bowl preview, only 28 minutes long, so not not too bad. <laughs> uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockdownCowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.